from API. This is Energy Tomorrow Radio, your source for information and conversation about the most important energy issues of the day. Welcome to Energy Tomorrow Radio. I'm Jane Van Ryan. A few days ago, the Obama administration reversed a policy decision and made several U.S. offshore areas unavailable for oil and natural gas development. The Atlantic and Pacific coastal areas, as well as the eastern Gulf of Mexico, were placed off-limits for at least seven years. API senior economist Sarah Banaszak is in the studio today to discuss this policy shift and to shed some light on the economic impacts of this decision. Thanks for joining us today, Sarah. Thank you. Thanks for the invitation. Now, before we begin, perhaps we should explain the benefits of oil and natural gas development to our listeners. And in addition to providing fuels and chemicals and so on, there are some very significant benefits to our economy and our standard of living. Can you provide a quick overview from an economic perspective? Sure. The oil and gas industry, uh, the economic impact of this industry is about 7% of the economy or of our GDP, and the investments made by this industry are tremendous. They amount to $1.7 trillion made in capital investments since the year 2000, and that's in a wide variety of projects, includes renewables, biofuels, uh, wind projects, all sorts of investments in addition to oil and gas investments. So they're also paying billions in direct payments to the government. So in terms of for leases, uh, rents on those leases, royalty payments, billions are flowing in direct payments every year to the government, and then corporate income taxes on top. So, in other words, the industry is affecting a, a wide swath of our economy positively and also providing uh, direct revenue to government that needs it and also generating uh, jobs for Americans. Well, just how many U.S. jobs are supported by the oil and natural gas industry? Today, 9.2 million American uh, jobs are attributable to the oil and gas industry and its activity. Since the year 2004 up to the year 2007, 2 million jobs were added just in that period alone. And the wages in this industry are often higher than average, too. So in the upstream, the oil and gas exploration and production uh, side of the business, uh, wages are almost uh, uh, can be double the national average. Very impressive. Now, the administration's decision, however, puts a damper on the industry's growth, and that in turn could have an, an adverse impact on the economy. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. If the government had proceeded with holding these lease sales and, and uh, exploring and producing in these offshore areas, they could have been adding jobs almost immediately. And uh, those jobs would have built every year. By 2020, we could be at uh, 57,000 additional jobs from this activity. And uh, revenue flowing into the government uh, in 2020 could have been as much as $3.8 billion. Uh, they would have added a tremendous amount of production, oil and gas production, to our domestic supply. So we would have been producing as much as 900,000 barrels uh, per day by 2030 and as much as, uh, as uh, 2.9 billion cubic feet a day by 2030 as well. And that's of natural gas? That's correct, of natural gas. Well, now, considering the fact that the government has greatly reduced the areas where U.S. oil and natural gas can be produced, just where exactly will Americans get their energy? Our oil imports uh, were building over the last 25 years when we had moratoria in place. And so uh, today we're getting about 60% uh, or more of our oil from imports, 
And the number one supplier of oil imports to us has been Canada supplying us with oil from tar sands. Then we also get a lot of oil from Mexico and Venezuela. But a lot of oil also comes from the Middle East, from Saudi Arabia and other Persian Gulf countries. And then also from West Africa, countries like Nigeria, especially also Angola. So the fact that a lot of this oil is coming from foreign countries and that their share could increase because we'll be producing less oil here, what does that mean for U.S. jobs? Yeah, we're we're losing out on the opportunity of jobs. So if we were producing that oil here at home, we'd be capturing those jobs. The income benefits, uh, incomes across the country could be positively high, you know, higher impacted uh, by producing domestically. Instead, we're going to be uh, sending dollars overseas to import oil, and that'll put actually even uh, downward pressure on the value of our dollar. Well, millions of Americans are old enough to remember the last time that world oil supplies were disrupted due to instability. Doesn't reducing our energy security put all Americans at risk? Yes, yes. We're missing the opportunity to improve our energy security. So we we would like to produce more of the oil that we can here at home. And this is really an opportunity to improve our energy security. That opportunity is actually better than ever right now, and we need it more than ever. It's better than ever because we're coming out of this uh, horrible recession that's had an impact on everybody, uh, but it also put downward pressure on both demand and oil prices. So we have had a little bit of reprieve, both in terms of the demand pressures in our economy and the price. And that's why the opportunity is more important than ever right now, because we're expecting global growth to pick back up. And as that happens, that's going to put uh, upward pressure on oil prices and create competition for oil. So all the more, this is the time, this is the opportunity uh, to turn to our domestic production and be ready for that future competition. But when the announcement was made... Interior Secretary Ken Salazar downplayed the impact of this decision banning drilling in certain areas, saying that the oil and natural gas industry already has leases on about 29 million acres elsewhere but isn't producing energy there. How do you respond to that? Well, we we can't produce oil and gas, natural gas, where oil and natural gas don't exist. So the industry is paying the government uh, for these leases, but it doesn't know which leases have oil and natural gas and which don't. Some of these leases don't have natural gas, and as soon as that's determined concretely, they're returned to the government. Other of those, uh, some of these leases are under the exploration process. So that's something that takes time. It takes uh, several years to explore an area seismically and drill if there's an opportunity to drill. Uh, But again, if there's no oil and gas in a lease, then there's no oil and gas to produce from that lease. Secretary Salazar also said a few days ago that he will streamline the approval process for offshore wind farms along the Atlantic shoreline. What do you think of that? Well, we definitely need more uh, uh, wind-sourced electricity and more renewables in our energy mix. And so that part's a good thing, but there's no reason for this administration to deny the Americans the benefits of producing both the wind and the offshore oil and natural gas. That wind electricity will be a very important part of the mix, but going forward, we're still going to need oil for our transportation needs, and that's an opportunity to produce oil, oil offshore that could be meeting our transportation needs. As you said, Sarah, the decision to take so much of America's coastlines off limits to oil and natural gas development seems to have come at exactly the wrong time uh, from from several perspectives. I mean, right now we've got about 15 million Americans standing in unemployment lines, and the official unemployment rate just went up to 9.8%. If these areas 
and all other promising energy-rich areas were open to exploration and production, how many people might be employed? How would the economy be affected overall? Sure. If we opened up all of these areas altogether, we could be uh, building up to over 160,000 additional American jobs. So we could be significantly increasing increasing our employment in the United States, and we'd be increasing our oil production as well, so by 35%. And we're actually the world's third largest oil producer. So if you added that additional 35% of domestic production, that would be the same as all of the oil coming from the Persian Gulf, a fifth of our imports. So a very you know sizable impact that we could have on our energy, our energy balance. Sarah Banizak, thank you so much for providing some insight and helping to quantify the impact of the administration's decision on the offshore drilling ban. And thanks for joining us on Energy Tomorrow Radio. Sure, thank you. Thanks for the opportunity. Thank you for joining us on Energy Tomorrow Radio, brought to you by the people of America's oil and natural gas industry. For more information about this podcast or to submit questions for future shows, visit energytomorrow.org. That's energytomorrow.org.